Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Welcome you in, Michael Lombardi taking a deserved day with the family. What's up? How you doing? It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I got Steph laughing. And uh, sharp as attack, Josh Applebaum is here in Michael Lombardi's stead. And I say that because as we welcome you in on a Monday edition of the Lombardi Line, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. I look down, and already we got Mr. Tack going, Josh Applebaum. <laughs> Looks like the Bucks, and I heard you talking to Steph about this. The Bucks right now are sharp as attack. Good afternoon. How you doing? Patrick, I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. And, you know, today's kind of a weird day. There's not a ton of games. There's only three in Major League Baseball. Patrick, I had to keep, you know, refreshing my schedule. I'm like, is it really only three today? But only three baseball games. Seeing some movement. We'll talk about those. Big playoff night for both NBA and NHL. We'll get to in a minute. But I think once you once we start talking about the Bucks, I think you're seeing a huge move right now on Milwaukee. So we'll hit on that. Obviously, we got to talk the Julio Jones trade. We got to talk uh, Patrick, did you did you pay that pay-per-view last night with Logan Paul and Mayweather? Um, uh, well, we got a ton to get to, my friend. My friend Dave gave me a hookup for that fight, if you know what I'm saying. I feel a little guilty about it, but <laughs> whatever. We'll get into that as far as how you can bet fights like that in the future because you couldn't find a number here in town in Vegas. Yeah, plenty to get to. We'll cover every, every game, NBA, of course, on the ice. The three in baseball, as Josh mentioned, some updated odds when it comes to Julio Jones, which we'll get to. But I'd like to back up before we move forward. So let's go through what can the better learn from yesterday's NBA action, Josh, as far as where we opened and where we closed. We'll start with the game seven everybody was looking forward to, and all of a sudden, Kawhi is just out of his mind. The efficiency's off the charts, right? But we'll start there yesterday with a game seven in Los Angeles. They bucked the trend of the road team winning incessantly. And yesterday, of course, you had the clip closing out the Mavs in seven, 126-111. Where'd we open? Where'd we close? What'd we notice with the movement here? Yeah, so Patrick, I think the biggest takeaway from that Mavericks Clippers game is um, when something looks too good to be true, it looks fishy. There's something behind it. You always kind of say to yourself, if it's too good to be true, there's a reason for it. So I think that was the perfect example with the Clippers. If you were brave enough to put on that hazmat suit with Los Angeles, because we talked about it on the show, Patrick, you know, how do you not take the Mavericks and the points there? We've seen that crazy thing happen where all six road teams, you know, were six and oh, so far in that series. And also you're getting Doncic in an elimination game, getting six and a half, grab it all day. 
But I think the key here, Patrick, was two things. Number one, the Clippers were in a really rare contrarian opportunity. You almost never get a favorite in the playoffs getting less than half the tickets, getting less than 40% of tickets. You, know, you look around the market, only about a third of bets were on the Clippers. But here's the kicker, Patrick. Not only was that kind of a fade the trendy dog opportunity, you know, I love the dogs when they're gross, when they look like they got no shot. To me, that's when you get the most value. When a dog becomes very popular, that's when I get a little anxiety and I want to be on that other side. So the Clippers were just a very rare contrarian favorite opportunity, which doesn't come around in the playoffs too much. Remember, the playoffs are the best time of year to bet against the public because we have the most public action getting down on these games. But to me, Patrick, it was all about that line movement or kind of the lack thereof of line movement because a lot of these books open six, got up to six and a half. Some six and a halfs were down to six, but this thing never got to five and a half. It never got to five. You never saw, despite that heavy betting on the Mavs getting three out of four bets, we never saw it fall. So to me, Patrick, that combines my two favorite things against the public with the Sharps, the fact that you were getting the Clippers in a, in a spot that looks so gross that made you like it a lot. So that line movement, the six to six and a half was predictive. Obviously, the Clippers cover there. Now, the wise guys did not get the total right here, Patrick. You and I both love that trend. Game seven unders over the last decade. They've been cashing off 62% of the time. But Patrick, after the first quarter, what they have 70 points at, at halftime, they had 130. You pretty much knew early on that you weren't going to get that one. But one thing was, and I, I texted you, Patrick, yesterday, we were waiting on a good number. We got the 211 and a half late, but that could have been a bad sign because that late money went over. Remember on our show yesterday, it was like 210-ish. That late movement up to 211 and a half, it looked like uh, maybe that was kind of the money coming in. Like on the one hand, I'm like, oh, I can get a 211 and a half now under, nice. But that was kind of a scary thing because the fact that it, it rose, maybe that was some uh, respect to money hitting that over late. And again, pay attention to those late moves. They can be very, very important. Well, if you'd like to flex a little bit, you can. You did lay the six and a half. You <laughs> talked about laying the six and a half. You're one of the only ones I heard talk about laying the six and a half. I thought that number, and this is the fun, this is the game, this is the book that's written with every number. Again, the opener, where it closes, but in the middle is really where the story is told. And I thought it was fascinating. I thought that number was four and a half, five, maybe five and a half. Open six and a half. We saw it dip to six, but mostly sit around six and a half, Josh, the fact that it froze there was where you said, wait, hold on a second. This is a red flag. I'm going clip. Exactly. And I think Patrick, great point by you, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, the odds makers, like I, I don't believe in traps. I think the public, although they can, they, they can kind of get trapped into a perception sort of thing. Sure. So the perception there was grab the points. It, the line's way too high. And here's the thing, Patrick, if that thing was six and a half, we saw it get down to five and a half, five, four and a half, then I'm with you. That would have been some uh, good evidence there of some line movements of the Mavericks. But to me, it's not that I was confident in the Clippers. It's not that I love the Clippers, but it was a situation that over time, kind of looking at these sweet spots where you're, again, you're never on a favorite getting less than half the tickets. It almost never happens. Favorites are always, almost always getting, you know, three out of four bets. So just from a contrarian standpoint, from the fact that it never got to five and a half, to me, that told me that liability is on the Clippers. And again, you look good if you laid the points. Again, you don't feel confident. You don't feel great, Patrick. But that's a play I always make just because if it looks too good to be true, it almost always is. And why didn't that thing get down to five and a half? It kind of stayed where it's at. Told me the books, despite all that heavy Mavs betting, they didn't want to drop the line because they didn't want to give out a better number to Clippers backers. Yeah, every handicapper has, you know, different arsenal, different tenants. One with Josh Applebaum, and you can listen to the podcast, vcin.com slash podcast everyday market insights. One, you'll notice he constantly and consistently talks about line movement, and that's one of his tenants. And so he'll follow that line movement. That's a market-based approach. I totally agree with it. When I'm texting with Josh, he's who I text with the most. We have the same philosophy. We're waiting to see. I do a lot of paramutual betting and horse racing betting and oftentimes you can watch those again you're throwing it all into a pool when betting horses and betting against one another the movement's very important the key there was the clippers stuck right on that number that most thought was a little heavy so that was the key there and the key in the game just quickly a couple of takeaways josh because remember this is a very quick turnaround for a clippers team that emotionally put a lot into that seven game series they play tomorrow against the one seed in utah they travel to salt lake they're gonna utah's lane four we'll get to that game in a second i think the takeaways the bench the bench this clipper team was so much deeper than the mavs we know this they outscored the mavs 27-6 and really kawhi you know the clipper team is also 
also a team known for runs. They went on a 24-4 run after getting beat by a 19-6 run coming out of the half. It's a very, very confusing team to bet or back. But here we go. And I think there's a little bit of bright as they look ahead. They don't see the Lakers. They see a West that you know, you don't want to judge the teams, but they see a West that's beatable. If Utah's not making those threes that they put up in record amounts, this is a Clipper team that can beat them. We got a series price. The Clippers just slight dogs at plus 115, the Jazz Lane 140, and Josh already an opener for tomorrow with the Jazz Lane 4. I haven't really seen a little, maybe a little Clipper money, Josh, because I'm seeing a couple three and a halfs pop up. Patrick, you're exactly right. So let's just start with kind of the rest versus tired, tired angle. Obviously, the Clippers here are a little bit up against it. Uh, but we did see Patrick to switch to another sport, hockey, you know, Montreal. Remember, they were game seven against the Leafs, came back real quick, short turnaround. They won that first game uh, against Good the Jets point. here. So, you, you know, again, it's different. It's apples and oranges. I get that. Um, but would you rather be riding high off a big win or would you rather be rested? That's the rest versus rust angle. You know, I do have some stuff that does favor the rested team. Um, but I think the key here is we're not betting who's going to win or lose. We're betting who's going to cover the spread. So the fact that this is kind of a short series price, you know, you look, you can look at it and say jazz minus 140. That's not bad at all. You look at Clippers and you say, I'm getting plus money. That's appealing also. But I would look toward the spread, Patrick. The early thing that I've seen here is you're totally right. You hit the nail on the head. Looks like a little Clippers money because a lot of these books did open um, the Clippers uh, getting four points, minus 110 juice both sides. I'm seeing a lot of books here that are juicing up the plus four with the Clippers. And a lot of books are even now falling. Well, we're three, three and, and a half, half here, so. Josh, just to let you know, we're at the south yeah. point here and our official number is three and a half. Wow. I expected it to be four here. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, me too, Patrick. That, that I agree with you again, the fact that you're seeing that, that always tells me like when you see a quick movement, because you know, the public, when this game's tomorrow, they're going to be on this. They're going to be hard on this game, but early on, no one's waking up this morning or late last night when the, when the book opens the number, and, and the public better is getting ready for work the next day, Patrick. They're not saying, I got to hammer this now. Usually you have the public betting the day of the game. The fact that this was four to three and a half, I like those early moves. Got to be careful sometimes because there can be head fakes. Hit it one way, move it, go the other way. Pros can do that. A lot of syndicates, when pros are pooled together, they can do that as well. But I always like an early move because that tells me, hey, maybe the wide, the true wise guys who are setting their own numbers, maybe they say this should be a three-point game if it's at four value clippers maybe that's why they hit the four early are you consistently josh as a professional are you consistently setting your numbers before you take a look at what they open I, again sports betters professionals um are so different with how they approach it it's just like any walk of life they have their own idiosyncrasies i know some sports betters that go weeks out of setting numbers if this were to happen if this were to happen obviously different scenarios uh, but if you take a look at the clippers jazz for example for the audience are you already setting your number and was your number vastly different than the four with which it opened great question patrick i was a little higher i'm kind of surprised it's a little bit lower i thought maybe be around five again you're splitting hairs at that point um, but I think you bring up a great point because when you're betting on sports, to me, you got to have some sort of guiding philosophy. I mean, we all aspire to be professional bettors who are smart enough and have the, you know, the data and the math skills to set your own numbers, to set your own power ratings, uh, to come up with your own numbers. I think all bettors should strive for that. You know, my niche is really following the market. And, you know, uh, if I can identify a spot to me, I'm not a handicapper, but reporting on the market, if I can find a sweet spot where you're simultaneously, you know, against the public with the house, with the sharps, and you can beat the closing line. That's kind of my niche there, there Patrick. Go. The yeah. one thing I would let look at, yeah, is, is maybe the total here because 221 and a half we have seen, and we'll get to it tonight. A lot of these overs are cashing overs two and oh yesterday. Overs are now 56% in the playoffs. When the total is 220 or higher, the over is 20 and nine. So maybe you get some points in this one. Um, but I think either way, have a model, have something that you believe in and stick with it. Uh, if you're, And we all know this, Patrick, if you're betting based on gut instinct bias, you're never going to make uh, any moves here in this industry. You got to have some fence posts, some guiding philosophies that can really uh, that you can learn from and get experience from and hopefully win in the end. No, that's a perfect answer, Josh. And that's why I asked you, and there is no right answer. That's the most important thing for us to stress to you as a better is to have a system. 
I'm not going to judge your system, but you just can't wake up every morning and say, well, this way, I'm going to do it today, this way, this way. No, once you get into a rhythm of your system, you then start to find inefficiencies that equate to your system. So, again, everybody treats it a little bit differently. I'll set a number. I had a four and a half, I'll admit. It's a four, and now it's down to three and a half. So I'm, it's going the other way, where Josh is strictly, mostly strictly uh, market-based. Okay, let's touch on and get an update on the numbers so far in the postseason, Josh, if we can here. Again, the favorites approved to 30 and 13 in the postseason straight up 28 and 15 ATS. Home teams took a 22 and 21 ATS lead. So we've got the overs which are ahead but barely right at 22, 20 and 1. Yeah, so some of my numbers were, were applying some of those play-in games, Patrick. So they're a little more, a uh, little smaller bit of a sample size or bigger sample size. But you're totally right. You know, yesterday, uh, the surprising thing to me, Patrick, yesterday was that Hawks 76ers game. I mean, we talked about the over, uh, trying to get it at the right time, 219 and a half. Uh, kind of stayed where it was at. That thing did fly over. But again, splitting dog favorite yesterday. You have a dog with the Hawks winning outright. You have the Clippers covering. Um, we have seen favorites do well this postseason. To me, my number one model is that playoff favorite minus five or less. That's done great. When you're a short favorite, which technically, if you like the Jazz tomorrow, uh, they they would match that system there. That's 20 and nine ATS so far this postseason. But kind of looking at the 76ers from yesterday, Patrick, you know, I I laid the points with the Sixers. You know, I felt like I got a pretty decent number there. They closed four and a half. I think at the show we talked three and a half or four. So you had that late movement. Hawks just played great. You know, hit, hit every three, played well. Um, so even sometimes when you... Uh, when you're seeing this line movement toward a favorite, which has done well, the short favorite system, sometimes you get an outlier. I think you tip your cap uh, to the Hawks yesterday for winning that one outright. That was kind of the the exception to the rule with these short favorites. Atlanta, uh, Trey Young, Patrick, the guy's on fire. I think he's, he's killing some of these systems by himself. Trey Young, little... Many don't know that that is Josh Applebaum's best friend, Ice Trey and Josh That's Applebaum. It is 100% your guy. Wanted to ask you about that one as we and I want to get to the sharp move on the Bucks right now. Uh, Hawks 76ers. So another thing you can do is remember the 76ers in the seven game series opened a $2 favorite. So Josh, don't answer this. This is for uh, the audience. So quickly, if I told you that the Hawks were coming back 165 on the series before yesterday started, and you're a $2 favorite on the 76ers, I'll give you three seconds to answer the adjusted series price. Ready? One, two. You got to be thinking about it. It's 110 up and down either way. So, again, it's not a crazy overreaction. I, I also do believe there's going to be some overreaction to what to the Nets did to the Bucks. We'll get into their adjusted series price. But you see it there, Josh. Bet MGM has Atlanta and Philly on, on equal ground at 110. My retort would be if you were a Philly backer before and you want to have some fun with the series price, go ahead and have some fun with the series price and basically paying 10 cents. No, great point by you, Patrick. Yeah, I think depending on where you're looking, I mean, if you if you liked Atlanta here and you were bullish on Atlanta, obviously you want to hit them early, get that plus money. It is a good sign. Obviously, it's a coin flip type series that kind of tells you the odds makers really do respect Atlanta. And when they're really going and they, they got their shooters, you have Bogdanovich, you have some of these these perimeter guys uh, helping helping Trey Young. And that's a great benefit to the Hawks here. But I'm with you, Patrick. If you're, if you're taking a position on Philly, you think they're the better team, this might be the time to grab Philly minus 110 because you're not going to get a better number than that unless obviously they get down 2-0 or you know, the Hawks end up winning the series. But I'm just looking at uh, the next game here, uh, Hawks and 76ers. Now, this is intriguing because Sixers open minus 5. They're getting steamed here, Patrick. They're going toward five and a half. This could be a buy low spot on the Sixers in the next game. We'll get into that sharp move on the Bucks. We're going to come right back with that and Josh's cap on it. The sun has come out in New England. You're very sunny. We can see the piercing blue eyes, Applebaum and Maher <laughs> here in for Lombardi on a Monday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. 
so much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Baseball every game of the week at BetMGM. It's your premier sports betting app, and it's the best place to go. If you're here in town, visit any MGM casino. Bring your state-issued ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. Just go to BetMGM.com for all the terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Josh Applebaum. This is the Lombardi line. We've got Gable from the Borgata coming up. We've got Will Hill, so he can flex on us a little bit because uh, he won a tennis bet. We've got plenty to do, including Josh has updated odds for Corey, uh, that being Stephanie's husband's Titans, after the trade was made yesterday. We'll get to the ramifications. Let's have a little fun with this sharp move today on the Bucks. okay? The Nets open game two, a two-point favorite. I'm seeing a couple of pickums. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to see the Bucks pop up as a point favorite. Now, here's what's key. The Harden injury hasn't really adjusted the series price. So the Nets look pretty damn good in game one, right? Well, they essentially closed a $2 favorite before game one started in the seven game series, Josh. They're only a two and a quarter favorite now. So there really hasn't been a series adjustment even after a game one win by the Nets. And that is all due to the Harden injury. Yeah, Patrick, you hit the nail on the head. So number one, you're a little surprised that the Nets aren't a heavier favorite. You know, yep. if you're up one in the series, obviously your your price is going to get higher. You're you know you're one leg closer to to winning the series here. So that kind of tells you the apprehension that the, maybe the books have. They don't want to give out too big of a plus money number to the Bucks to come back the other way, especially with Harden uh, questionable moving forward, going to be out tonight. But Patrick, I texted you before the show. You know, sometimes now and again you're betting on sports. And there's a play that like literally fits your wheelhouse. To me, it's the Bucks here tonight. I really like this play. Uh, on the Bucks, I think you're buying low, and really the market is telling you a lot of respected money is hitting Milwaukee here because you mentioned it, Patrick. Bucks open as a two-point dog. You had the Nets minus two at home. Remember in that last game where Harden left very early, it was a 115-107 win for the Nets. Even with Harden leaving, 
they covered the three and a half. And that thing went under the 239 and a half. It was on pace to go over. And then really no points there in the fourth quarter. Uh, kind of hurts you if you're on the over. But to me, Patrick, this combines my two favorite things. Number one, contrarian. You have two thirds of bets here on the nets at home. I think the public says, uh, I don't I don't like it that we're missing hard in here. But how can I not lay a, a two, a one here at home with the nets who have been great? Um, so you have a big majority of bets, two thirds of bets on the nets here, laying the points. But Patrick, this is a really sharp reverse line move. You know, I was getting ready for the show today. This was two down to one and a half when I was doing my podcast. Now it's down to one and you, you hit the nail on the head. This thing is a pick them. Now this thing is even minus one at some shots, uh, some shops here for the bucks. So one thing you do like these big, severe moves in the playoffs, if you're looking at a full uh, point and a half or more, to me, that's when you when you see a move that big. This is dra- you know, this is big. This is big it, because what Josh means by reverse line move, by the way, is every the predominance are betting the nets, yet we're seeing the number drastically come back the other way, and that's a big-time red flag. Go ahead, Josh. It's a huge red, uh, red flag, Patrick, because also, let's just say Harden was questionable here. He's out. That makes sense that this line's moving to Milwaukee. What I like about Milwaukee is we knew Harden was out, and yet right. the line is still going toward Milwaukee. So I think it's a good sign here, Patrick. Uh, you also have, you know me, I always like looking at the referees here. All three refs are uh, are road refs. Uh, James Williams, Pat Fraher, and Kane Fitzgerald, all between around 51 to 54% to that road team. So the other thing I look at here, Patrick, so to me, you're, you're contrarian against the public. You walk into a bar, everyone's got a Nets ticket. That means I want to have a Bucks ticket. You got the line move here toward the Bucks. Now I think is a better, it's up to you what you want to do. Uh, you know, to me, this is a Bucks play, but then you ask yourself, do I go spread? Do I go money line? Anytime you see that, to me, if you get, if you could get the one and a half or two early, obviously you grab the points there. Now that it's at one, a pick them, a minus one, it becomes a money line play for me, Patrick. I'd be shopping around, trying to get an even money line price, maybe a minus 105, try to mitigate as much of that uh, juice as you can. But the other thing here, Patrick, the over is getting hit. I'm surprised Big by this. Time. We did the show yesterday. Yeah, it was 234 and a half down to 233 and a half. You said, hey, maybe there's under money here, but not so fast. Wake up today. A lot of steam on this over. It's now up to uh, 237. So you've seen this thing jump, you know, almost two and a half, three points since since last night. Uh, and you have seen when the over is uh, when the total is 220 or more, the over is 29 in this playoffs, 69 percent. So I'm on the bucks here, Patrick, and uh, this late move. Kind of looking at the over, maybe. I can tell. I can tell, Mr. Applebaum, you're excited about that <laughs> buck move. And by the way, you mentioned a historic total set for game one of 240. We saw it open 233 and a half, 234, somewhere in there. Bet all the way up to 237. There's a few reasons for it. And there's a few reasons for buck backers to feel good about themselves. One, the bucks aren't going to go six of 30 from three. And they were 11 of 19 from the free throw line. So they score 107. You can add 15 to 18 points based on their averages and what they did from the free throw line and the three-point line, and you can kind of see where they fit in. It's going to be a bounce-back performance from the Bucks. I totally agree. Coming up next, Thomas Gable from the Borgata is going to join Josh and I right here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. splits which we talk about all the time it's a new feature over at vcin.com again major sports current odds which way are the percentages which way is the public which way is everybody betting you can find out now at vcin.com check this info daily to find out which games are seeking the most action and, and written tickets okay so again it's right there it's part of your arsenal go to vcin.com for more information go ahead and bookmark it while you're there if you're on the east coast uh, they're in atlantic city stop by the borgata it's the best spot thomas gable runs the race and sports book at the borgata and josh applebaum and myself patrick maher welcome in thomas gable thomas first off i hope you're doing okay hope you had a nice weekend there at the borgata we'll start with the bucks and the nets the bucks are getting bet and the overs getting bet is that fair there at the borgata as well uh well i'll say this patrick this is a great example here where you see what respected money does to a line in a game so you've seen that the line move towards the box here since it opened it opened two and a half 
now down to uh, one. That's favored by one at home here. Uh, total is 236.5 at the moment. So we opened at 234.5. It's now up to 236.5. But all the respect and money, you probably see um, some percentages there. Much more public money here on the Nets. But the respect and money is certainly coming in here on the Bucks. That's why you're seeing the line move towards them. Um, but the amazing thing here about the Nets, you take away one of the best players in the NBA, and they're still favored to win game two of the second-round playoff series. So Brooklyn knows how to play with, with missing pieces, as they've been doing it all year. Milwaukee had the big layoff there after Miami series, and they showed some rust, shooting only six from three, 14 turnovers. You certainly expect the Bucks offense to rebound here tonight and show why they had the best offense in the league during the regular season. Uh, we see a lower, lower total than game one, and while game one stayed under, you really saw everything kind of die there in the fourth quarter. It, it was certainly trending to, to go over. Uh, but you've seen money here pushing the opener higher here. Both teams play with great pace. I don't give Brooklyn too much credit on the defensive end. I think the Bucks should be able to manage more than they did in game one offensively. They certainly should shoot better. Um, so not a surprise here that we're seeing the over money uh, come in. And, uh, again, the, uh, the respected money is certainly on Milwaukee's side here tonight. TG, it's Josh. It's great to talk to you once again. And, and I was talking to Patrick in the previous segment. I mean, the Bucks are like, you know, if I can drop a play, it's the Bucks tonight, you know, against the public with the house uh, or depending on how much money you have lopsided here. But just that move toward Milwaukee, we've seen these big moves in the playoffs do well, these severe moves, you know, a point, a point and a half. But I just kind of want to ask you, take our listeners behind what it's like at the book. Like if you're getting flooded with all this Nets money or Nets public money, you know, $5, $20 bets, yet you're taking in big money from the Bucks. How do you balance that out? And also, now that it's fallen like two to one, do you expect this thing to maybe late go back to two? You know, I know it's hard to predict the next move, but where do you see this thing moving? You know, if you want to play one side or the other, do you fire now or do you wait? How do you, how do you as a bookmaker balance that? Well, I think um, at least with the, with the type of money that we've seen come in here on the Bucks, I mean, the book always wants to be on the side of the, of the sharks, right? I mean, that's, that's, the side you want to position yourselves to be on. So um, typically, you know, you're playing against the public if you're if you're the book. You're not always going to get balanced action on both sides. So um, I, I could see this number maybe go back up to a point and a half or so. I don't know if it necessarily gets back to two because, again, I think the uh, the sharper players will probably just keep uh, hitting the box and, and, and getting two points. Um, so I think either it's going to stay right around one, maybe go back to one and a half uh, throughout the day. But, um, again, we, we want to position ourselves, even if you're taking a flood of public money here on the Nets, that's okay because we know what side we want to be on. TG, of course, Thomas Gable, director of race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. So it looks like you're taking sons and under money with the Nuggets in town in Phoenix tonight. Is that fair? Yes, yeah, the Suns here laying five, opened uh, with them laying four. The, um, the total currently sitting at 221 and a half. Uh, series price here for this, the Suns, uh, you have to lay $1.85 to win the series if you're picking the Suns here. Uh, the Nuggets, they won the regular season series here with Phoenix 2-1, to one, but obviously the Suns have the better record overall during the regular season, so they have home court advantage. Uh, the Suns have been outstanding defensively. They were sixth in defensive rating during the regular season, second so far in the playoffs. They can defend the perimeter, but obviously this will also come down to how they defend Jokic down low, which will fall mostly on DeAndre Ayton. Tough backcourt matchup here for the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. Uh, but the one thing the Nuggets do have, they have a deep bench. We saw that in the Portland series where they outscored the Blazers bench by over 10 points per game. I, I hate to underestimate this Denver team as they've proven a lot of people wrong, but if Aiton stays out of foul trouble, he has shown he can defend Jokic. I just don't know if I see a path forward to here for them in this series. Uh, I really like the Suns in this series. TG, we're kind of up against it here. Wish we could talk all day to you, my friend, but uh, just talk to us about yesterday. How'd it go for the book? Obviously, you had that move to the Sixers, like two and a half up to four and a half. Hawks went outright. Mm -hmm. Both overs cast yesterday. But really, that Clippers game, TG, that was a. I hope you, you made some money on that one because that seemed to me 
big public Mavs, yet the Clippers came through for some contrarian fade the trendy dog betters there. Yeah, absolutely correct mm-hmm. on that game, Josh. We uh, we definitely needed uh, the Clippers to come through, and they did. Uh, here, obviously, with Philly, you, you're always going to take 76ers money, um, so that ended up being a good result for us as well. Just a quick look ahead to tomorrow's game. Uh, the Sixers, we opened them laying five. They're already up to five and a half here. Uh, I think the big thing that people could take away is, you know, the the story really was Joel Embiid. Uh, was he going to play? Play? What kind of sh- is he going to be in? How many minutes is he going to play? He showed what he did do last night, um, you know, or sorry, yesterday afternoon. Um, seemed to be perfectly fine, put up big numbers. So you're seeing some people obviously come back with confidence here on the Sixers and back the Sixers for game two. Okay, Thomas Gable didn't book the fight, but he is Logan Paul's biggest fan. <laughs> so no, I did not. <laughs> he is the Paul bro- He is the Paul brothers' biggest fan. Thomas Gable, board, gotta stop by, say hi. TG, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Okay, it's the Borgata. I lied. He's not a Logan Paul fan. Uh, quickly, <laughs> I, I say this. If you are a 76er backer moving forward, the line of demarcation for success and just kind of that numbers limit for Embiid is 33. He played 38 last yesterday and got beat, and he was great in the game. That's an issue, Josh Applebaum. If you're a 77, and this is a Hawks team that started to get a lot of respect. But again, he played 38 minutes, scored 39 points. I thought he was great in the game, and the 76ers lose. That is not good for our Patna and Mr. Lombardi. When we come back, William Hill, he hasn't been good. He's been in fuego with his bets. He joins us right here on the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. to 100 over at BetMGM. It's today, Padres Cubs. Use the bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks. Get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. So here's the deal. If you sign up right now, bet a dollar to win 100. The Padres or Cubs hit a home run today. You're going to win 100 bucks. That's going to happen, so you're going to win it. It's VSIN100 for the bonus code. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text redline 800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Call 1-800-8-MENTIONED-IT and 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Okay, we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. Lombardi spending some quality time with the family. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hope you had a nice weekend. Josh Applebaum, of course, Market Insights. And William Hill joins us now, blazered up. He's ready to go. Point spread weekly. He's been hot as all get out on the show. William, how are you? How was your weekend? It was okay. Two and two yesterday. Lost on the basketball plays, but the uh, the tennis play was a plus winner, so he squeezed out a little bit of profit. Uh, Michael and I, our Sixers got trucked. I thought maybe that's why he was off today, recovering from that from that game. I know he's not one to be negative or anything, but you know, I thought we should probably pull, we should peel back the curtain a little bit on the text thread. Yeah. Uh, started to get a little dicey with the two of you <laughs> on the text thread. Here's the thing about Michael. Somehow he's equally a fan of the 76ers, but I think yeah. he hates them. He, he, <laughs> he, he starts to turn on things that are close to him. You ever notice that? He's against his, sex, his 76ers now. Right. It's a weird dynamic because, first of all, he and I are on the same team. I thought it would be a fun bonding experience for the show, but it's almost like we're enemies where they do something good. He tells me they're going to blow it. It's really a strange dynamic. I don't know if he gets any pleasure out of it. I, mean, I, I understand. I mean, we all get down on our teams when they lose, but he doesn't seem to have that, you know, that joy when you win. I don't know what you get out of it if you don't get the joy when you win. But, yeah, there, it did feel like you were trying to, like, lift his spirits a little bit, and he basically told you it started with an F and to, to do it yeah. to yourself. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's an issue. Well, you've been killing it. Congratulations on the uh, play against Serena. And we'll start today. Look, this Bucks number, as Josh mentioned a little bit earlier, is very sharp right now. You're even seeing a couple of books jump to the, the Bucks' favored here. Uh, you may be able to find one, may be able to find one and a half. You like the Bucks tonight. I like the Bucks. I like them tonight. I really like them for that series. I think that's that's kind of mispriced. I think you get them plus 170, plus 175. You know, this is a weird thing to say. Maybe it's a stupid thing to say. It wouldn't be the first time I, I've done that. Is this a must-win game for the Nets? I mean, I just don't think Harden's going to play the rest of the series. I think he's a huge underdog to play the rest of the way. Hamstring strains, re-injuring, that's tough. That's a couple weeks, I would think. Maybe you get him for game seven, but I would think not. And if you go 1-1 to Milwaukee, look, I liked Milwaukee coming into the series as this was, to me, a jump ball series without Harden. If Milwaukee can get this game 1-1 going home, I really think they're in the driver's seat. Uh, I like them tonight. I mean, they shot the ball terribly from three the other night, 20%. I think it was six at 30. 14 turnovers versus nine for the Nets. And look, when you get out outgunned from the three-point line, I think – um, you know, Nets were 38% from, from three bucks were 20%. Sometimes as much as we talk about the games, it just comes down to the three ball. Um, and when you were at that, that much of a disadvantage from Milwaukee, it's hard to win the game. So I think the turnovers will be a little better. Giannis Middleton, Howdy, the big three only played like 35 minutes each where Durant and Irving were out there for 40 plus minutes. I think 45 for Irving, 42 for Durant. So I think you'll see Giannis pushed a little more tonight. Uh, I, I think that the Bucks will shoot the ball a little better, take care of the ball a little better, and I think they even this series, and I think they're a good bet to win the series. Yeah, Josh, if I can real quick, I just wanted to follow up on that. Will, I'm just like you. I like the Bucks coming into the series. I'm completely fine with them losing game one, so I thought I'd jump in today and find some real plus value. It's essentially the same number. Uh, you know, the Harden injury has mitigated any, if you're a Bucks backer and want to jump in now, which is sometimes we're apt to do, it's essentially the same number as before the series, before the series price. 
Yeah, not to be too like uh, dark here, but you know, not that we're rooting for injuries. But if you're a Bucks backer, if you're a Bucks fan, would you trade a game one loss for Harden? You probably yes, would. Yes, that's like a great point. Yesterday. That's a yeah, great point. Just like the Sixers yesterday, you give up game one to have you know it looks like a healthy Embiid hunter out. So maybe you lose game one. I think we do this all the time. We overreact. Sometimes the markets overreact to these game ones. I mean, the Clippers lose game one at home, game two at home, they're dead. All right, they win the series. Denver loses game one at home. You know, they end up winning four out of the next five and win it in six. I mean, look, and any game in a seven game series is important but you know what the, the the home team usually bounce back it's one one and okay i guess the series isn't over anymore if you split on the road or you get two on the road you know what i mean it's just yep. we all overreact to these, these one these game ones will i'm right there with you with the bucks tonight you know i texted you right before the show i love your plays today we'll get to the suns in a second here but again fitting a model with a line move you know against the public still we just talked to our buddy tg he kind of confirmed that a lot of this pretty much all the respected money coming in here on the bucks so i'm with you on the bucks tonight but let me ask you about the total because you know, I think the big story here is this spread, the line move to the Bucks, really, really sharp. We're also seeing some interesting stuff with the total because that thing opened 234 and a half. Yesterday, it dropped to 233 and a half. You wake up today, this thing is getting steamed up all the way to 237. Uh, remember that game one, it got up to 240, the under hit, but it was kind of a bad beat because you're on pace the whole game. Fourth quarter, they didn't score a lot. What's your take on this total? Do you agree with this line going up? Do you think with Harden out, maybe it opens up the, you know, uh, more fast breaks, more scoring? Or are you going to say, hey, I like the under. It's getting too high. I can get a better number now. Yeah, pretty pretty easy pass for me. I just think, you know, maybe over betters. They did well yesterday, so maybe they got a little extra money in their pocket. And you know the psychology of betters, guys. When they, when they cash a ticket, they want to, you know what? It hit for me. It hit for me again. That's right. I'm going to keep hammering the over. So maybe that's that's driving it up. We've seen a lot of offense, man. The, the offenses were killing it during the regular season. It's kind of carried over here with these offenses. It's like the NFL where the, the offense is just so far ahead of the defense. To me, it would would probably be over or pass, but but a pretty easy pass for me here. Let's double up on this Suns bet. And one thing to note, if Aiton starts to get in foul trouble, that's where you maybe in-game start to back the Nuggets. But pre-flop, I like what you're doing here. You're going to lay the points with the Suns tonight, four and a half, five. But you also like the Suns to win the series in six, plus 350 here, Will. Yeah, first of all, a tip of the cap to the Nuggets. I mean, the, the same old teams get talked about in the NBA, the NBA media, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Celtics. This is a team that's done everything right. I mean, they didn't have a high lottery pick. They did it through the draft. I mean, they get the MVP at 41. They get Porter at 14. They get Murray at 7. They don't hit on free agency. They, they use the international market. Really just a great uh, team-building job. Yep. That being said, they're overmanned here. They're just, you know, the, the role players for the Suns are so much better. The Crowders, the Bridges, Aiton. You know, to go with the big two of Paul and Booker, this backcourt Jokic carried to the next round. I mean, this is, you know, Rivers, uh, Marcus Howard. These guys were out of the league a few months ago. Campazzo's a, a pesky little player, but he's a backup. There's just not a lot of firepower here for the Nuggets. Um, you know, th this is going to be a, a wake-up call, too, because they played against Portland, and it was a layup line. All those games went over. It was so easy to score for both teams. Suns are going to defend much better than Portland did. Uh, you know, you could put Bridges on Porter as long as, like you said, Aiden stays out of foul trouble. That could be an issue if he does get into foul trouble. And, you know, as long as he stays out, it's going to be hard unless Jokic absolutely destroys you. Uh, as far as it going six, I think that the Nuggets are going to win games in the series. I just don't think they're going to win four. I don't think they're good enough to push it to seven. You know, kind of torn between five and six. Five, five seems a little dismissive just for how great Jokic is, for how gutty this Denver team is. Remember coming back from 3-1 twice last year. Uh, and winning that series against Portland, that's a terrible loss for Portland, who I think, you know, I picked Denver going in, but really Portland might have had a better roster. But, um, you know, I think six is a good price here. I would lay the 220 with the Suns, honestly, with the series, but we've just seen so many injuries in the playoffs that you don't want to lay a big number like that and have, you know, Paul or Booker get hurt. But to me, uh, the Suns are the better team in the right side tonight and for the series. Will, just to support your uh, your hypothesis here, and I'm with you on the Suns, I like this line move, these short favorites, five or less. Been covering at a plus 60% clip here, but also from BetMGM, tickets are kind of split slightly, a little more than 50% on the Suns, but they're taking in almost 70% of the money. So that's kind of like that that uh, that buck spot where again you're, you're getting a bigger ticket count, you're getting a lower ticket count, but more money, telling you some respect to money, Suns. But Will, I'm gonna switch it up for you. Let's talk MLB. You're great at all sports. Uh, I got some bad news for you. Uh, I think you and I are both looking at the Marlins. Pablo Lopez, their starting pitcher, just got scratched against the Red Sox tonight. But again, this is why you always want to go listed pitcher, not action. So it's something you got to keep an eye out for. But only three games today, Will. Uh, I know you're looking at the total with KC and the Angels tonight. What do you got in that one? By the way, who replaced Lopez? Do we know or they haven't announced that yet? Undecided still. Yep. 
Oh, I know him. He's a good pitcher that undecided. He's got good stuff. <laughs> um, I, I like the Marlins. Maybe you still play. To me, it was just about a spot with the with the Red Sox. They that game got over eleven o'clock last night Eastern time. They probably didn't get in until two or three in the morning. You know, they're playing the rival Yankees. And then they go to play the Marlins in a makeup game that starts at at a five ten Eastern, kind of a sandwich, a flat spot. Maybe they rest some guys. So that's where I was on the Marlins. Uh, maybe you wait and see who the pitcher is and still still play on the Marlins there, just just in terms of the situation. Uh, the under here, Royals, Angels. Look, Bundy's had a terrible mm-hmm. year, but his stuff is better than his numbers. Some of his underlying metrics are better than his numbers. He's, he's you know, he's had he had a really good year last year. I, I expect him to, you know, start to pitch a little better at some point. Uh, the Royals, they got this rookie going, making his first start for his major league debut. Really good stuff. Good changeup. You know, big guy keeps the ball on the ground. Good strikeout numbers. So, I think it's tough a lot of times to see to hit a guy the first time you see him. So. I, uh, I like the under here in this spot. No trout, no Mondesi for the Royals. So uh, under four and a half, first five, under nine. I'm okay with either one of those. What's your favorite sports about Will Hill? Ooh, that's a good question. That's like asking my favorite child. I, I can't know if I could pick one. I think I mean, unders <laughs> in baseball. I think unders in baseball would probably be my best one. Football, the, football, the market's so hard. I mean, baseball, I feel like, you know, it's kind of an under-the-radar sport. You can find some value. They got to put up, you know, lines every day, every game. Football, the numbers, it's fun to watch. I mean, we all love, who, 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 you know, who doesn't love sitting there watching a football game? But the, the numbers, especially in the NFL, are just so airtight that it's really hard to beat that market where – you know, baseball, you know this. You guys, can, you can catch some value if you grind every day. Yeah, daddy's little girl, the point spread. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Will Hill. At least, you, at least you represent the girls with the artwork in the back, huh? And you got you leave out Bradford, too. I got three of them. I got two girls and a boy. I so didn't realize you had a – I'm Ooh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you just had all girls. Oh, it's all good. Two, all right. Yeah. Two, bu- busy boys. You got a starting boys. five out there. How, I don't much. even have time to text like you. You've got three kids. I've got a dog, and you're just not. I mean, dude, you got more energy than anybody I know. How about VKG? Can we get a VKG Islanders Russell, final? How about, how about the, the Hattie? Oh, man. I got an Islanders 21 to, 22 to 1 uh, future ticket. I think they're live tonight. They've played feisty in this series. If you want a little hockey play, plus 165, plus 170. They lost game one ever since the last three. They've been right in this series. They could have won all three since. Anything to add on the way? Yeah, there you go. I think, by the way, I think he lied. I think he added a child. I don't think Will. (laughs) Point spread weekly. Will's the best. One of the sharpest around. Hey, guess what? You want to keep betting Alabama football? Saban's got a new deal. I got the details coming up. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.